Welcome to the Relationship Help Show, your time with Dr. Roberta Shaler, the Relationship Help Doctor. Through the magic of the internet, Dr. Shaler provides urgent and ongoing care for relationships in crisis to people throughout the world, and she's here for you now. Whether you are experiencing a momentary blow-up or the crazy making of life with a partner, ex, child, or parent who is relentlessly difficult, you'll get your questions answered and enjoy her expert guests. Settle in with Dr. Roberta Shaler now. Leave the drama behind and find peace of mind on today's Relationship Help Show. Here's Dr. Shaler. Hello and welcome. Whether you're listening to this show live or in the archives, I'm so glad you found us. Today, I'm really excited to share some things that could be a real wake-up call for some people. And if that's so, and if you think it's worth sharing with someone who really needs to hear today's show, be sure to, to send them along to relationshiphelpshow.com or to bbsradio.com slash relationship help show. Because sometimes you hear something or see something on the internet and you think, oh my goodness, that person needs to hear that or see that. And it's always a good idea to share. So feel free to share the links to my radio shows too. I do my best to bring you great content, things that you may have been worrying about or things that are troubling you or things that you brought to other people, maybe your friends and family, and they just don't want to listen, don't know what to do, or even make you wrong for bringing it up. And you're not wrong. Something's happening to you. It's real and you need help. So that's what I'm here for. And remember, you can always go to relationship help. Oh, now, you see, I can't even remember my own website. I'm so excited about the show today. Go to forrelationshiphelp.com and find all kinds of resources for you. So as I said, today's show may be a wake-up call for some people. And if that's you, I'm so glad it's going to happen for you. And here's a hint. Is it possible that you or someone you know is being abused? Now, this is serious stuff. So today I'm going to tell you how to know. You'll want to hear this even if it's hard to hear because we like to downplay abuse. We like to say somebody's having a bad day or they're going through a stressful time. And if you look at it, it's become a pattern in your relationship. And that's not a healthy pattern. And today's guest is going to add to that, too. It's the insightful Susan Ball. She's the CEO of From Broken to Blissful, and she'll be here on the second half of the show, as I said. Um, she's the host also of a podcast by that name, From Broken to Blissful, and the author of Courage and Grace and the Courage and Grace Workbook. So exciting things, great stuff. Stay tuned. You ready? Okay, here we go. How do you know that it's actually abuse? Too many people put up with bad behaviors. And like I said earlier, they make excuses or they put up with it and they, they don't want to say it's abusive. And yet it is. And it needs to stop. And maybe your children are watching it happen. Or maybe it's your parent. And here you are, an adult, and you're still being affected by a hijackal parent, an abusive parent. Or an ex that you have lingering things that are still running around in your head and in your heart about the way that they put you down and they diminished you and you need help to lift yourself up. And that's what I'm here for. 
So if you're unsure about the difference between just bad behavior and abuse, we're going to clear that up right now. So what's the difference? I'm going to read you the definition of abuse. To treat with cruelty or violence, especially regularly or repeatedly, the improper use of something and language that condemns unjustly and angrily. Got that? That's abuse. And I want to make a comment about the one that says the improper use of something because you are being used if you're being abused. And hijackles don't have love to give you. They have uses for you. I know that's hard to hear. Who wants to feel that they've been so used and abused? But if you look at the pattern of your hijackles, and all hijackles drink from the same pool of traits, and you recognize that you have been in a pattern, then you need to recognize that they are using you. They're using you for their own need to have power and control over someone. And that's abuse. Really need to let that sink in. We know there are various kinds of abuse. And one, one of course, is verbal abuse. And we want to stop that. And so often we let it go on because we say, oh, it's just words. But it isn't. Words go right into our soul. And they start allowing us to define ourselves in the way others have seen us and told us we are. And verbal abuse is degrading. It, it makes you feel small. It makes you feel unworthy. It makes you feel not worth taking up space and drawing breath on this earth. And you have probably had some experiences in your childhood that allow you to believe what the abuser is saying to you. Don't worry, this can all be repaired. You can recover, but you need help. That's what I do all day. I have clients all over the world, and just like we're doing this show, I do it with video with them. So no worries. You can take your laptop out in your car, and we can have some time to talk together, and nobody will know. So verbal abuse happens. It's degrading, and it's dismissive. It's demeaning. It's discounting, and that's abuse. And emotional abuse is even harder to let yourself recognize. You don't want to because you want to believe the other person really loves you. After all, they said so about six weeks ago. <laughs> and you want to believe that they still do. But, you know, it's really, really good to remember that don't believe words, believe behavior. If the words don't match the behavior, always believe the behavior. I remember having a client who came in to me, and I, I might have mentioned this on another show. And she had a big mark across her face. And I said, what happened? And she said, he hit me with a hairbrush. So we went on with the session, and we were chatting. And she said, but I know he loves me. And I said, how do you know he loves you? She said, well, three weeks ago, he, he told me he did, and he brought me flowers. And I said, and last night he hit you with a hairbrush. Which one is true? I love you or I hit you and hurt you? And she didn't want to believe that. She really didn't. She really wanted to hold on to the fact that he brought her flowers and said he loved her three weeks ago. 
So I know it's hard. It's really hard. And it takes quite a while when you get some help. It's not magic because this has been going on for a long, long time. So if you find you're making excuses for somebody else's bad behavior far too often, you may very well be with a hijackal and you need help. So what is this emotional abuse? Well, I'm going to read you this from childwelfare.gov. It says any act, including confinement, isolation, verbal assault, humiliation, intimidation, infantilization, or any other treatment which may diminish the sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. Any other treatment of you that diminishes your sense of identity, dignity, and self-worth. Wow. Now you know. It's abuse, and you have to do something about it. And if you don't, you're condoning it, and you may be right now enabling it, and that's not a good idea at all. But it's all you know to do, so don't beat yourself up about that. Let's talk. Go on my website. Go to hijackles.com and download my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackle. Take some steps. Go to my YouTube channel for relationship help. Watch the videos. And by the way, I have done something really special for you. I used to have a membership site and behind the memberships login, there was 10 videos, the 10 hallmarks of hijackles plus an introduction. If you go to forrelationshiphelp.com slash hallmarks, you can have access to all 10 of those videos. And I hope you will, because this is a way to get yourself educated about what's really going on in your relationship. And listening to those videos will allow you to say, wow, that's going, that's happening. And that's happening. I had no idea. So Watch those videos for relationshiphelp.com slash hallmarks. Go to my YouTube channel for relationship help and start recognizing that you are in an abusive situation. And if it's not you, then pass these things on to someone, someone you love who's being hurt, some friend or relative that you know, maybe they won't listen to you, but they might listen to something on the internet. And so they can go and listen to them too. And then they won't feel like you told them. They will feel as though you gave them something that was supportive. So then there's this emotional abuse, which is really psychological abuse. It's chronic verbal aggression. You know how hijackles are. They're always putting you down. They always have something nasty to say, except when they want something, of course. And then they're just all sweetness and light. And they sound like they did when you met them, when they were so charming. And they seem to know your very soul. And they seem to be the person you'd been waiting for forever. They can turn that on in an instant when they want something. And you've probably noticed that. Now, just for those who are tuning in, we don't always talk about these very difficult people on this show, but we talk about relationships. And I really wanted to bring this guest on today, Susan Ball, so that we could talk really in depth about what it means to recover once you've been in an abusive situation.
So don't think that all the shows that are the Relationship Help Show are about abuse and hijackles and all the terrible things. We really do talk about things that pertain to all relationships, whether you need to fix them or you want them to get even better than they are. And I have a new uh, group on Facebook you can join. It's called, guess what, For Relationship Help. And you can interact on there. It's brand new. So come and be an early member and you'll get your questions answered quicker. So let's go back to the psychological abuse and chronic verbal aggression. Any of that happening at your house or with your parent or with a a child of yours, an adult child who's kind of turned a little nasty? Hijackles will deny they're doing anything hurtful. So you know that already. If you confront them with their behavior, they just deny it. And hijackers yell and they swear and they bully. These are all things that they do. And if that's happening to you, you need to really have a look at it because you don't deserve to behave, to be treated that way. It's just not right. It's wrong on so many levels. And hijackers like to keep you where they have power over you. So they try to isolate you. They'll go to your family and they'll tell stories about you. They'll say, I'm really worried about her mental health. She's behaving badly. And I, you know, I think we should maybe think about getting her some help. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. But they are trying to isolate you from your family. Or isolate you from your friends. Maybe they just don't like your friends. Or maybe they don't feel they're the center of attention around your friends. So they want you to not see your friends with or without the hijack call. This is abusive. You deserve to have a life. You deserve to have friends. And, you know, they're they're so tricky that they'll even say they'll go somewhere with you and you'll get really excited about it. And then at the last minute, they'll refuse. And you say you're going to go alone and then they'll put you down for that. This is the way they operate. I wish they didn't. I wish I had better news about them. But this is actually what they do. And if this is sounding familiar to you, Know that this is the best day of your life. You are going to recognize once and for all that it's not your fault. It's not something that you are doing. It's the person that you're with who is entirely invested in keeping you put down and small and worn down so that you simply don't fight back anymore. You don't react. And if you do and you lose it, Oh, they love that because then they can talk about how you can't control your emotions and how you are a crazy person and that your behavior is all the problem. You see how this works? (laughs) It's really not good, but it's real. It's real. One in 25 people, it said, through the research, is going to behave like this. So you know one. Hopefully, you know one who's in a completely other country, (laughs) but you know one. And when you think about it, I I was on a show last night in Los Angeles, and, and the fellow said, well, I don't think I know one. I said, do you have anybody that you dread seeing at a family gathering? And he said, oh, yeah, I do. I said, well, think about this in terms of that person, why you don't want to see them. And as we spoke about that, he said, yes, I get it. 
That's probably exactly what's happening. And there was the one in 25 people in his family. And so good for him because it was a distant relative and he didn't have to interact with that person. And so he could give that up. So what else do hijackals do to, to be abusive? They call you names. Yeah, they do that in public and in front of the children. Wrong again on so many levels. It's because they need that power over you. So they shut you out. They ignore you. They give you the silent treatment. Big thing. They love to do that. Anything to have power over you. And then they love to threaten. It's a big power move to keep you small and in your place. And when you don't do what they want in any moment, you can be threatened. I've even had clients who were threatened by death. I will kill you. I will find you and kill you. Hijackals say that kind of thing. Take it seriously. I have had people that I worked with whose hijackal turned that threat into reality. Take it seriously. If someone will even say that more than once, start thinking about moving away from them. So if any of this is sounding familiar, hijacks will go to any length to make themselves right and to make you wrong. Power and control, power and control, that's the whole name of the game. So ask yourself, am I making excuses for an abuser? And if so, again, don't beat yourself up. It's what you do because you take the blame for what's going on and it's not your fault. And now you know, you know what you're going to do about it, right? If not, let's talk about that. Because what I'm going to tell you may seem counterintuitive. Because most people will tell you just to run. And of course, if there's a possibility that you can and you have the financial resources to do it and you have the support to do it, it's usually the best course of action. But you're not going to be prepared so I'm going to tell you after the break about what you need to do in order to get ready to make a change if you're with an abuser. Of course, if you're being physically abused, run. That is just totally unacceptable. But when we're in this verbal, emotional, psychological abuse cycle, we have a little more time to gather our resources and get ourselves to the place where we can actually leave in the best possible way. Now, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy, but it will be the best possible way. So stay tuned. And after the break, we're going to talk about how to do that. Hello, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Are these stories and questions on today's show sounding familiar to you? Are you ready to say no more to the abuse from toxic people in your life? I'm so glad. You matter and you deserve to have real love, true love in your life. Love from yourself and love from others. Not that demeaning, discounting, and dismissive masquerade that a hijackal pretends is love. I can help you regain yourself, your self-esteem, your self-confidence after a life with a hijackal, whether it was your partner, an ex, a parent, or a child. Let's work together now. For individual sessions or small group coaching, visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join. Talk soon.
So we're back and we're talking today about abuse. Yeah, straight up, straight out, it's abuse. A lot of the things that are going on in your relationship with a person who I call a hijackal, and remember that's a person who hijacks the relationship for their own purposes while relentlessly scavenging it for power, status, and control. So if you've got one of those in your life, whether it's your parent, your ex, your partner, you need to hear this because it is abuse. And we've got to call it what it is. Let's not pussyfoot around that. It's abuse. So what do you do? How do you get away from it? Well, first of all, as I said before the break, if you have the finances and you have support in place, that's a much easier thing to do. If you have small children, there are a lot of considerations that you must go through because that other person is is the parent of the child. Uh, But let's talk about what you can do because I think you have to prepare to run. Don't just run. And you need to strengthen yourself. So many of my clients are working with this on me. It's a step-by-step program and a process. And often the process starts by counseling, um, coaching, consulting, whatever word you want. I call myself a relationship consultant um, with, with your partner to get your partner involved in saying, I really want this to work. So will you come with me to get some help? And sometimes that really works because the hijackal agrees to get help. But here's what happens. The hijackal then wants to seduce the consultant or the coach or the counselor, whomever you're seeing, or if you're seeing me, they will try to seduce me into believing everything negative they want to say about you. And I'm on to that one. I know that one really, really well. But many times you may have gone to a professional and been rewounded because the professional was seduced by the hijackal and believed what the hijackal was saying about you and started making the problems in the relationship your fault. And if you don't have hijackal radar as a professional, then you're not going to see these patterns readily. And I wish every professional did, but so many don't. And I don't want you to be rewounded by going to someone who doesn't understand what's going on here. So, you know, if you're interested in working with me, go to fourrelationshiphelp.com slash join, and you'll see the possibilities there. And you'll see that you can even start when you go to fourrelationshiphelp.com. You can see that you can even start with a free consultation. So so do that because I don't want you to be rewounded. I don't want you to go and be made to feel like it's your fault. And many of my clients tell me that's exactly what happened. So don't go there. Don't go there. Choose an experienced person who understands hijackals. And of course, they won't use that word, although it's coming into quite a few people's vocabulary. But it's important that you understand what a hijackal is, that person that is trying to have power and control over everything that happens in your life. And you may think of them as narcissists or borderlines or narcopaths or sociopaths or histrionics or psychopaths or whatever. But I coined the term hijackals because you're not a therapist. You're not a psychologist. You can go online and you can read what it's all about. But but it's not helpful to put those diagnostic labels on it. You need to know the traits and the behaviors. 
and know what to do with them and how they're affecting you and how to not let that affect you negatively any longer. So, you know, read up on it if you want. But more important, read up on hijackles. Remember, you can get that free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal, at hijackles.com. So we don't need that clinical diagnosis uh, that you make yourself by being a um, Google expert. It, you need to know what's really going on in your life with this person and get some really practical help from someone who's been there. I have certainly been there. I had a hijackal mother and an extreme passive-aggressive father, and I come from a uh, hijackal stock on both sides of my family. There are hijackals. And you might ask, well, how did you survive? I always thought they were just not right. I always looked at them and said, whoa, I don't like the way you talk. I don't like the way you are with each other. My radar was pretty good even as a small child. So fortunately, I survived. I didn't survive unscathed. Oh, no. Deep under the surface was all of that. I was abused, not only in the way hijackal is abused, but I was sexually abused. So I really understand what you've gone through. Hijackals love to abuse people. They love to have power over you. It's real. It's really real. But if, uh, oh, we have a caller. How wonderful. Please uh, come on the line and let's talk. Who's calling today? Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Hello. Relationship Help Show. Tammy? Hi. Um, so you're, hi. So, um, hi. Um, you're talking about power that they have over you. And if you've successfully gone no contact, but you're still having a lot of dreams and they still continue to have that power through your subconscious, what are some things you can do to help finally release them? Really great question, Tammy, and congratulations on being far away from your hijackal. <laughs> um, Thank you. <laughs> it's very important to restore ourselves. You know, I have a program called Hijackal Recovery and Rediscovery, and your question is so pertinent to the rediscovery part because we have to rediscover who we are. We have to take out that message that voice that they've placed in us and that it, it keeps running at the worst moments doesn't it like you're saying it runs yeah. in your dreams but sometimes it'll pop up when you're really stressed or when you're really anxious about something is that what happens to you mm -hmm. as well tammy yeah sometimes mm -hmm. during the day so yeah so I, I know, I mean, I have my mother's voice that'll come running through to tell me how bad I am at some moments. And I have to tell her, like, mm -hmm. go away. You are not part of my life, right? Um, but the dream thing, you have to, in your waking state, what you need to do is to use some positive statements. They don't have a lot of magic. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about reversing and replacing the messages that you have received from the hijackal and saying, I am a person who has love to give. I am a person who knows herself well and knows what to do and can find solutions. All the things that your hijackal told you, you need to have strong sense of who you are and make those declarations to yourself at those moments that it comes up. And I would recommend that you write down 10 of them 
and read them before you go to bed. So that the last thing that goes into your subconscious is positive messages that refute everything your hijackal had to say to you. That's great. I love that idea. Is that Thank you. Okay. Well, I hope you're so welcome, Tammy. And thanks for calling. Call anytime. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, look, our guest, Susan Ball, has joined us at exactly the right moment. Hi, Susan. (laughs) Hi, Roberta. How are you? Oh, well, and we're having this great discussion. There was Tammy just called in about what to do about messages she's experiencing through her dream still from the abuse. And I just want to tell everybody who you are, Susan. She's the founder of Broken to Blissful. She's the author and she's a speaker. She shares her message of building joy on the journey from victim to survivor to thriver. And in a nutshell, she helps women heal. And uh, that's a great thing. And Susan and I have had talks before. So whether a woman is in need of support from a toxic relationship or a divorce or recovering from abuse, Susan helps them. And she's written a fabulous book called Courage and Grace. And she has a Courage and Grace workbook. So now you know who we're talking to today. So tell us a little bit about your journey, Susan. My journey was very violent and I had the courage to leave because I was going to be killed. You know, that's, I I don't want to interrupt your story, but I just mentioned the fact that, you know, people don't believe when somebody says, I'm going to kill you. I've had a client who actually, you know, I worked with her for a very short time. She was at a distance and her hijackal eventually walked in and shot her between the eyes. So it happened. So good for you. Good for you for moving away. Sorry to interrupt your story. No problem. Um, He chased me to the police station. (laughs) Well, there's a hijackal. He thought for sure he was going to have power over you to the last second when when you arrived at the police station. No, he didn't think it was a problem at all. Yeah, well, hijackals, you know, they believe that they are the most powerful people in the world and everybody else is a lesser being. So I'm sure he thought that he could he could deal with that and probably take on the entire police force while he was at it. It was a little policewoman who put him down and I loved it. She was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was like. (laughs) (laughs) But I got out, but then I got into what I call the recovery industry. And they made me into a victim. They kept me there. Uh, Everything was around being a victim. I started drinking, um, chasing bad boys by the dozens, right? All of that kind of stuff. Just living the dream. And one day I met a friend and she said, do you want to stay there? Do you want to be this forever? And I said, it's what I am. She said, no, it's not. It's just a story. It's not who you are. And that's how I got started on my journey of healing. God bless her. She saved my life. You know, and she was so right. Let's just talk for a minute about the stories we tell ourselves. Because that is so powerful. 
we have a story that either, you know, we, maybe we got it from a parent that goes over and over in the background, and then we adopt it as our own, and we stay kind of in the genre of the story, don't we? Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. I believe, and so, I, believe, I believed I would never be better than a victim of domestic violence. Wow. You know, that's great that you can admit that, Susan, because there are people listening who probably today, as I said in in the first half, have not considered that what's happening to them is abuse. Mm -hmm. They just think it's bad behavior and they excuse it over and over and over. And then they take the blame for it themselves. And they think if only they were better, if they were more patient, if they were kinder, more loving, less demanding, more compassionate, you know, anything, then the hijackle would change. But they fail to realize that it's not them, it's the hijackle. And it's at that moment that what you just said becomes so impactful. That's where I sometimes get frustrated, I guess, in the sense that stop making stories up for him. Start writing your own story of what you want, how you want to be treated. I mean, I talk to women and their guys are treating them like garbage. Cheating. Throw away, throw away material. Yeah. And yet they find all these excuses for staying there. For yeah, bec- because it suits their low self-esteem. And if they that's had right. low that's self-esteem, line, yeah, if they had low self-esteem at, before they met him, they were just hijackle bait. They were sitting there just waiting for a hijackle to come along and confirm their low self-esteem, right? That was me. Mm-hmm. I had... I didn't recognize it at the time, um, but I had abandonment issues from a child. Ah, yeah, yeah. So along comes, you know. Hijackal. Yeah. He's going to take care of me. He's going to love me. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada. (laughs) Save my soul. There's passion. There's romance. All of it. For about 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, baby. I'm in. Take me away. (laughs) (laughs) You know, because I was looking for that. I was not healed in here. Right. So I was looking for him to fill that spot. And that's what they do. Yes. Yes. Hijackals lurk. They are a number one predator. Get that. I mean, everybody get that they are a predator and you are their prey and they're looking for you so they can pounce, get their talons into you and keep them there and keep you down and small and degraded and dismissed and discounted. And they want to have complete power and control over you. And they listen. That's how they get you. Oh, yeah. They pretend to be, uh, totally interested in your story sure because they're gathering yeah (laughs) they're gathering weaponry to throw at you later and use to abuse that's right i thought he was truly interested in my life 
Right. And, and didn't you just want somebody who would be truly interested in your life? Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He filled everything. Yes. Now, if you just joined us, I'm talking to Susan Ball. She's the CEO of Broken to Blissful and the author of Courage and Grace and the Courage and Grace Workshop workbook, rather. And you can learn more about her at susanball.ca. She's one of my Canadian sisters. So <laughs> remember, it's susanball.ca for Canada. And uh, go and see all that she has to, to help you with. So what did you do, Susan? What was the defining moment? Why were you running to the police station? He strangled me. Oh. Out. Oh, oh. Sorry. And when I came to, my two little girls were looking at me. Oh, no. Oh. Yeah. And I remember lying on the floor thinking, no, no. They need to see a strong woman right now. So I ran. Oh. I ran. I pushed oh. him out the back door to my neighbor, and he was upstairs. And when he heard the door shut, the police station was at the end of the road. And I ran. I ran. I was terrified. I think oh, adrenaline. I, I don't think I. I don't think I touched the ground. No, I'm sure you didn't. You had all of that adrenaline just getting used to safety. That's all you knew. That most basic instinct that we have as human beings is to be safe. And I remember the yelling when the police car pulled in. I started yelling. And he came up to the door, my abuser, and he said, I'm going to kill you. And the police officer said, really? Really? And he said, yeah, out of my way. And they took me away, and then they dealt with him and took pictures and the whole. And then a funny part of it was, the policeman came to my house to do security check, you know, windows, doors, blah, 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 blah. And he said, whatever you do, don't bail him out. Do not bail him out. I said, I won't do that. The next day, bang, bang, bang on my door. It's the cop. And I said, what? And he said, I told you not to bail him out. I said, I haven't left. And he went, oh, the girlfriend. Must be the girlfriend. Uh, I found out in that moment he'd also been cheating. They all do that. Hijackals cheat. They always have new supply waiting in the wings just in yeah, case things went, don't. She bailed him out and he went to live with her. Great. Good. <laughs> I'm sorry she bailed him out. I'm sorry she's going to go through what you went through, but she's in the honeymoon phase where, just as you were saying, he listened to you, he cared about you, he cherished you, he treasured you. So she still thinks that at that moment that that's going to happen for her and that you're the wicked witch of the West and he needs to get away from you. And so she welcomes him with open arms and welcomes a hijackal into her home. Mm -hmm. So, So did the charges stick? Yes, he went to jail. Great. Uh, she was pregnant by the time that happened. Happens so often. I mean, what what's more power over somebody than to immediately get them pregnant? Oh, you wanted that for me as well. And I kept saying, no more, no more, no more. Mm-hmm. And I would get slapped around a little bit, but it was like, no, no more, no more kids. I was Good. not a, a kid type of person. So it was like, no more. Mm-hmm. But that was one of his things right away. Let's have a baby. 
what are you not? <laughs> well, you know, just as we go to break, I want to tell you that what Susan Ball is telling you, and I want to tell you, is that if you meet somebody who is too good to be true, and you notice that in the first date or two, they tell you that they love you, they want to marry you, you're the best thing that ever happened to them, run. That's my story. <laughs> and so after the break, we'll continue to talk with Susan Ball. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Dr. Roberta Shaler. Handling hijackles is exhausting. It's never-ending. An endless cycle of crazy-making, alienation, and constant drama. And cycles are difficult to step out of. I know, because I've been there too. And that's why I reach out to you to offer the insight, skills, and strategies you need to heal. My small group programs, Handling Hijackles, and Hijackal Recovery and Rediscovery will shortcut your journey to healing to save your sanity, and to stopping the crazy making. Visit forrelationshiphelp.com slash join now, and let's talk soon. And here we are back again with Susan Ball. Remember, she's got great things for you. So go to susanball.ca and find out how you can go from broken to blissful. So Susan, you just said that that's you. That's the person who said, yeah, pick me, I'm in. <laughs> and, and you were jumping into a relationship with a hijackal. And you got out of it and he went to prison. So listen to that, everybody, because when you step up, I know it's hard, but when you step up, make sure that you tell everybody what's happening to you. Many of them won't believe you because that hijackal puts on a beautiful face in public oh, and yeah. looks absolutely guiltless to the world. And then you come along and you say, oh, no, he or she is horrible. People will say, oh, no, 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 they're wonderful. So you were lucky to have a friend who said, stop telling that story. You need to write a new one. And now you're helping people write new stories about that. Tell us how you how you do that. I have them go back a little bit into, you know, finding that issue from their childhood that is causing them to have low self-esteem and attract these type of people into their lives. Because that's what you're doing. I had three. The third yeah. one was the worst, the worst of the worst. Mm -hmm. But at some point, you got to look at it and say, I'm the common denominator here, me. I'm the one who's attracting this junk into my life. So that's where we go. That's where we begin. And a lot of times right there is a beautiful breakthrough moment for these women. I'm, sh I'm sure that's true because for, you know, I do similar work and I know how important it is to find out how you became hijackal bait. Yeah. It happened to you. It's not something that you woke up in the morning and decide that I'm going to be really discouraged and downtrodden and believe that everybody's better than I am. It happened to you. Even before you had language, it was happening to you in some homes. And it's just part of who you are. That's why when you met the hijackal, the bad behavior seemed normal, mm -hmm. right? 
And so you didn't really take it in. You didn't really think of it as abuse. It was just like, well, they're like my mom or my dad or my uncle or whatever. Exactly. And for a lot of people, it can be the smallest thing that will trigger um, them feeling unworthy in their family, um, abandoned, uh, create low self-esteem. You could have a brother who performs better than you in school. Mm-hmm. So you're constantly fighting that struggle to get up there, to be equal. Uh, it's simple. It's usually simple. It's not a big deal. A lot of people will say to me, I had no sexual abuse. I had no abuse as a child. That's not what it is. I mean, that could be for sure, but that's rarer than the little things. And you know that to be true, Roberta. It's usually something really small. Yeah, I would I would say it's about 50-50, Susan, in my practice. Is it? Yeah, because abuse... You know, we were talking about it earlier and defined it earlier in the show. And and abuse is a word that I like people to get comfortable with so they don't think it's happening to other people. Yes. Um, to be able to recognize that what this person is saying repeatedly, tearing you down, is verbal abuse. When this person tells you that they don't love you and nobody would love you is emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. And maybe there's physical abuse in the horrible case that you had in your life. But what you said earlier, Susan, have you had three of them? Know that that's common. When you're hijackal bait, that thing that Susan was talking about that was hidden back in your story somewhere that allowed you to be hijackal bait will continue and persist until you get help. And so that's why you had three of them. And look what you had to go through until finally that huge wake up call of being strangled and rushing to the police station. Finally, that was the that was the ticket that got you out of there. But if you're listening to this, don't wait for that one. (laughs) Just don't wait for that one, because you don't want to be hurt. And if you have been hurt, always go and have photographs taken by a medical person. Always make sure you document everything that's happening to you, the way that they talk to you, the things that they do to you, and the ways that they abuse you physically. Make sure you have a complete record of that so that when you leave, you can say, here, this is what's been going on. And every time they hurt you physically, go to the police. Every single time and get a report. Because as Susan is saying, you know, this little thing, that went sideways early on that made you think that it was all right to have people treat you badly. We can find it and recover it. And Susan's talking about her work and how she does that. I help people do the same thing. And it's really important to find because you have the rest of your life to express yourself fully. Right. And you know, it's not victim blaming. Amen, sister. (laughs) I get told that, oh, you're blaming the victim. No, I'm not. I'm healing her. Mm -hmm. Because she will continue to be a victim while that little piece is broken. Yeah. That little tiny bit is broken. She will continue to be a victim or hijackal bait. And I would say it's not something she is. It's something she or he was given. Yep. So it's not blaming the victim. It's saying, let me find out what you were given that was wrong and untrue 
And let's unearth that and heal that and replace all of that with things that are healthier and more life-giving for you. Yep. And then you start to move into your self-confidence and your boundaries and your value. Oh, boundaries. Yes. Say something about boundaries. I'm always talking about them. You talk about them. (laughs) (laughs) And value. Women, uh, you know, I listen to these stories and right away, they don't value themselves. No. You can hear it. They have no value for their personal being. Yeah, well, somebody in their early life didn't value them. That's right. So they're just carrying that forward. Yeah. And they don't know how to escape that. And they don't know any different. Yeah. And that's what you and I are talking about, that that's where we need to go, to that place. Mm-hmm. And it can be painful. I won't it, likely, it likely will be painful. Yeah. But you're worth it. Yeah. (laughs) And and that's the hard thing for people is that if you have been given this so that you have accepted it from the time you, before you even had language, before you had any power in your life, you accepted this. Before your brain even had rational linear thought, which we get at about seven or eight years old, if we have, you know, normal brain development, it was already installed in that. So don't blame yourself. No, nope. you know it was installed like a malware or some a virus in your programming, and what we're talking about is saying, "Come and let us help you discover where it is, and let's let's um, take it out and remedy it and reboot mm-hmm. <laughs> and have I a like health <laughs> have a healthier life, right?" And, and get freedom. And, and I love your word because you talk about joy. And, and joy is something that many people don't experience, isn't it? They lose touch with it. There's a, you know, I can remember being a kid, and you probably can too, and we would be daydreaming, you know, and somebody would say to you, stop daydreaming, you've got to go and do this or that. And we lose that ability to imagine and create and do all of those things. And that's part of our joy and curiosity. I love inspiring women to be curious again. Get out there and be curious. Mm-hmm. Look at the world and say, what and, can uh, I do? What can I accomplish? What can I see? What's possible? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's possible if I don't have a hijackle hovering over me anymore? <laughs> Whether they're hovering in my in my mind from the past or they're hovering right now, we want them to stop. And the way to stop them is to stand up and say, oh, no, I deserve better. I am not what you say I am. Mm-hmm. I am a woman or man of power and strength and courage. And I will, I will not take this any longer. No. No, and it does take courage to say that, but it's yeah, so wonderful. well. That's that's why I like the title of your book, "Courage and Grace." If that strikes a chord with you, be sure to go to susanball.ca and uh, and read all about what Susan offers and and uh, find her book. I'm sure that it's absolutely going to help you. Of course, that's the whole purpose of writing it. So <laughs> I hope that it helps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so tell us about the grace part. Tell, we have about two minutes left. Tell us about the grace part. 
Grace is the courage to be who you are meant to be. It is taking that courage and stepping into your grace and saying, this is who I am. I love me. I value me. And I'm good with that. Mm. I fulfill myself. That's lovely. Lovely. Yeah, it's just a a feeling of peace. Mm -hmm. It's really important to be able to look in the mirror at yourself and say, you matter. Mm. And treat yourself that way. Treat yourself as though you matter. Your life changes dramatically. As soon as you do that, and you start to step into that, and you start to step into that power, your power, your life, I don't know, you you just respond, you grow, you stand taller, you're just, it's worth it. That <laughs> sure the kind, is. That's not the kind of life that anybody should be living, being abused by anybody, or bullied, or shamed. Amen. Nothing. Not the life to Absolutely. be lived. Absolutely. Not the life to be lived. So on that note, I want to thank my guest, Susan Ball, the CEO of Broken to Blissful. Make sure you go and visit her website, susanball.ca, and look for her book, Courage and Grace. Thanks so much for being with us, Susan. Thank you, Roberta, for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. We'll talk later. So if this program has struck a chord with you, that you are beginning to realize that all that you've been making excuses for is actually abuse. And yeah, I know it's been a bit rough to have it go on that journey and get to that place. But if you've been doing that, get some help. You're with somebody who is keeping you small and you don't deserve to be small. So I, if you think that you might be with a hijackle, go to hijackles.com. Get my free ebook, How to Spot a Hijackal, and see if you have a lot of moments where you're going, oh, yes, she or he <laughs> does this. Yeah, how did you know? That's what's going on. And that's a free ebook. And remember my very, very special offering 10 videos that you can now access that used to be behind my membership. Go to fourrelationshiphelp.com slash hallmarks and sign in there and you can get access to 10 videos on the hallmarks of hijackals. So I'm so glad you were with us. Remember, you can call in and ask your questions and I hope you will next week. And until then, talk soon, be well and take care. There you have it. If you want more, you can work with Dr. Shayla directly. She's eager to help you resolve your relationship issues. Have a question? Call in early to next week's show to talk with Dr. Shaler on air. Get her expert insights and advice by subscribing to her blog, newsletter, and YouTube channel. We're here for you. Don't be a stranger. Join us again next week. And in the meantime, visit 4 